0: Hi, I'm Grant Kessler from Family Farmed. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in three, two, one. See, that wasn't so painful, was it? Americans
1: throw away enough food every year to fill 730 football stadiums. Food waste
2: is like the band Rascal Flats. It can fill a surprising number of stadiums, even though many people consider it complete garbage. But between producers, sellers and consumers, Americans are throwing out a third or more of our food, and the amount we throw out has increased by around 50% since the 1970s. At this rate... In 40 years, when you order pizza from Domino's, they'll just deliver it straight to the nearest dumpster. (laughs) As they should, but that's not the point here.
3: Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. 20 years and counting as Chicago's go-to deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Sunday morning on Chicago's Smart Talk.
0: Good planets are hard to find Temperate
4: zones and tropic climes True currents and thriving seas Wind blowing through breathing trees Strong ozone and safe sunshine, will. Good planets are
3: hard to find Good planets are in the main Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome. Sand. At 847...
4: 847- A new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611 Now back to American Radio Broadcast.
3: On Facebook and Instagram at The Mike Novak Show and at Mike Now on Twitter. And here they are She's Lean and He's Green Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
0: That's the sound of crickets chirping when you hear The Mike Novak Show.
1: What? What?
0: It's it's not. Re- uh, it's supposed to be a frog, but it sounds more like crickets, if you ask me.
1: Well, probably if you if it depends on the speed of. I guess. That
0: thing. See, there you go. Yeah, but but the, it's supposed to be a a, a frog, but uh, and this is a little <laughs> gift my friend Mac got for me, and <laughs> I think she got it at the Washington D.C. airport. Um. It's, and it was sitting in the bag there, and I or in the box, the box I of goodies. I haven't
1: seen that
0: since good old Q four days. Uh, oh, did I haul, haul that out for Q four yeah, for Pirate Radio? Pirate Radio, uh, and I used to haul it out at Progresso Radio, you know, like the soup. And <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I I tried it out from time to time, and I figure why not today? Because uh, welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Today uh, is just. First hour is just us. I feel so relaxed. How do you feel about this? this yeah, is... we're not rushing to the phone lines here. Yeah, I know. Like, hey, let's get the guest. Line up the guest. Where's the guest? Get the guest. Quick. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's us uh, for the first hour. And you at 877-711-5611 or on Facebook at the Mike Novak Show or on Twitter at Mike Now. Uh, if you go to Instagram, you know what I figure... Facebook owns Instagram anyway, so you might as well go to Facebook. Yeah, you know, so all those folks who are like are so hip, like tragically hip, uh, isn't who, that a group? Yeah, and uh, 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 all right, then uh, sadly hip, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who who too, who who, too who hip
1: are, for their own good
0: are, are too hip for for Facebook, but they use Instagram. Mm-hmm. What I want to say is, dudes. Facebook owns Instagram. You're playing right into Mark Zuckerberg's hands, okay? I think you need the cricket for that. I think so. So, well, it's not a cricket. It's a frog. So, uh, today, anyway, we are uh, we got some stuff. Peggy and I looked at each other during the week and said, you know what? We're always trying to get to things... Uh, That are interesting to us, uh, and and we love our guests, and we're going to have a guest in the second hour, and that's going to be Rick Moskowitz from A-plus Pest Control. And it's mosquito season, as you found out the hard way.
1: Oh, yeah. I got chased back in. And as I posted on Facebook, a lot of people got chased in, apparently, this weekend.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about ants, the great innocent bystanders of the uh, insect world who get blamed for everything. And why some at some point, uh, you know, and, and if you live in the South, I get that the uh, fire ants and that kind of thing. The South has so many other just nasty, nasty. We were talking about that. Who was I talking about that with? I think Gina Tedesco, my friend, when we were out whacking the old white spheroid uh, this week. You golfed? I did. Wow. You didn't know that. Yes, you did. Yes, but our listeners didn't. Oh, yes, they did. They follow me on Facebook too. Okay. They know all that. And I golfed, for, you know, for the first time out. Not bad, not bad. I uh, for nine holes, uh, I had eight pars and one birdie. Now, if those had all been in the same nine, <laughs> that would have been really good. Unfortunately, they were scattered. Oh, they were scattered amongst uh, some really really awful holes. So uh, it was uh, it was a decent round. Um, But not wonderful. Uh, anyway, so we were talking about ants and, and bugs and poisonous things and how if you live in the upper re- regions of the country, there aren't as many poisonous things to hurt you. But in the southern regions, there's they're all there and they're <laughs> really big, too. This is why I stay here. This is why I live here. So anyway, Rick Moscovitz, second hour. But first hour, we're going to talk some gardening stuff. So jump in if you feel like it, because... I'm going to do to start a little explanation. I got a question asked of me on Facebook. I'm going to answer it in more detail than you ever <laughs> wanted, you ever imagined. You it, believe me. Start taking notes. Okay, we'll be right back. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki from boat to doorstep. Admit it, you've been itching to get a pond in your backyard, complete with the living art that we call Koi and Goldfish. Join Mike and Peggy at the 26th Annual Koi Show at the Max in McCook, Illinois on June 22nd through 24th. Learn from the pros from the Midwest Pond and Koi Society. The exhibits and seminars are free. Then join their 2018 Garden and Pond Tour for two weekends at the end of July, covering the entire Chicago area. Go to mpks.org
1: mm have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic
4: this is your talk
0: we're gonna be here for a long
4: time only on 1590 wcgo evanston chicago
0: So this is a new feature on the Mike Novak Show. It's the Retro Bump of the Week, uh, and I decided uh, I would. I had this one. This started going through my head. Uh, <laughs> I don't know a couple of weeks ago, and I decided I got to do it. We're gonna we're gonna do this, and we're gonna have the Retro Bump of the Week. So that, that's our Retro Bump of the Week uh and 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 maybe I'll tell you what I'm not even gonna say what it was because it's so recognizable to people of a certain age, people of okay, Ellie in the control room, do you have any idea what that song was you've You've heard it before, you just don't know the name of it, okay, see, so she doesn't know she she's heard it, says she's heard it, but people of a certain age will will go, oh, yeah, I know what that is, so uh you're not gonna win a prize? but shoot us a a message on Facebook or tweet us or tweet us uh and uh and let us know again it's the Mike Novak show on Facebook at mike now m i k e n o w on Twitter uh you can send me an email mike at mikenovak.net uh, and as long as you're on Facebook watch us live uh yeah might as well uh and we're going to are we going to get that that other photo up on the Facebook uh feed there for the second hour ellie is that going to be possible okay cuz We've the, the photo you're seeing now we had this up last week is uh is Virginia bluebells taking over the back of my yard Taking over the back Well and they they kind of started to do you know what what I've realized is that the Virginia bluebells and the may apples are going to duke it out in my backyard and the jack-in-the-pulpit and, and the trillium oh, well, and the star of bethlehem and Oh wait, well, well, you've the got weeds. star of bethlehem which we will get into later uh-huh. because some of you may have that in your yard and it's pernicious I'm sorry um but uh yeah well i i i I don't have it i'm happy about that
1: okay ray ray posted what did
0: uh ray ray vector says peter gunn there you go no prize for you dude but that's it the theme from peter gunn now who wrote it ray do you remember that huh so try us again if, Try uh, it
1: again. Uh, who wrote the who, theme for
0: Peter who Gunn? Who wrote the theme from Peter Gunn? Very famous. People are Googling right composer. now. Composer. Right. Uh, a couple of things before we get to uh, the uh, whatever we're going to talk about. And by the way, happy holiday. Happy holiday. Um, it is the uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, it is. Uh, and it's and it finally got warm, which means, ladies and gentlemen, start your tomatoes and your peppers. Um I'm going to get mine in the ground probably tomorrow or today, and uh, and we'll rock and roll. I, I I gotta I gotta get me some compost though. I gotta mm. get out, and that's always the hardest part for me because I, I'm not I don't want a few bags. I usually want like half a cubic yard, but I don't have a truck, so then it becomes a and nu- it's hard to have it delivered to your it's yard. It's a nuisance. Well, it's not even my yard. That's the problem. I'm I'm. I'm gardening in my dead Shh. my dead neighbor's yard. Well, she knows that. Well, she doesn't because she's dead, but we're gardening there. <laughs> uh and cuz she's got all the sun. But her niece who's taken over the property has said, "Ah, oh, yeah, put your tomatoes in there." That's great. So, uh uh that's what's uh, going on and I hope everybody has a great holiday and uh, they enjoy finally warm weather. And by the way, second hour Rick DeMaio, meteorologist, will be here in studio. Woohoo! we're going to talk hurricanes, we're going to talk cyclones, some weird stuff going on in the weir- in the world. So um Rick will be here to uh, talk about that. Now we're naming subtropical storms. And Alberto. all I got all I got to say is the weather channel's really upset because they didn't get to name it. You know, they can wah, come, wah. they can they can come and name the the tree drop on my block if they want. <laughs> hey, it's this uh,
1: tree drop brought to you by the weather channel.
0: Exactly. So uh or tree leaf drop or whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, a few things going on. We're very happy. We mentioned it last week. Uh, sitka Salmon is a new sponsor. You can give them a ding, too. And you can see their, their logo on Facebook when you go there to see us live. Um, um, great, great people. And the idea is you can get a sitka, well, a, a CSF, a community-supported fishery share, um, and you order for three or six or nine months, and you get fresh Alaskan fish delivered here in the Midwest to your door, um, and uh, we hope you will go there, because if you use the code Novak 18 and it's M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K-1-8, you get 25 bucks off your first share, and we want, wow. we want folks that's to... That's a great deal. That's a great deal. And we want folks to take advantage of that. And supporting family Fisher folk, and you know what? They're supporting us, and that's the deal. When you hear something on the show, and somebody supports us, please support them because that's because otherwise we don't stay it on keeps the us air. On it's, the that's air, yeah. Kind yes. of the way Very it goes. Important. All right. So we've got that. We've we are also. Doing a couple of things. We're going out to the Custer Street Fair mm-hmm. on the 17th. A bunch of shows from WCGO because WCGO is the official sponsor, radio sponsor, of this year's uh, Custer Fair 2018 on June 16th and 17th right here in Evanston. And um, we'll have shows broadcasting live. Um, I, I'm not sure that Mighty House is. Who are the shows?
1: Uh, Mighty House will not be, but it's us. It's going to be Open Road. Um
0: otherwise known as Road Rage Radio. (laughs) Richie Z. Richie Z.
1: Richie Z will be live and playtime with Bill Turk and And Kerry Kendall. Kendall.
0: And I think Roll the Dice might be there. So a bunch of shows. Come on out, say hi, and uh, have fun at the Custer Street Fair. You'll
1: be hearing about it the next couple
0: weeks on the show. That's that's going on. And then on the, the week after that... Peggy and I are once again going out to the Midwest Pond and Koi Show, the annual Koi Show and Trade Show, the June twenty. Now, the show's three days, 22nd through the 24th at The Max. The Max. The Max at 4750 South Vernon Avenue in McCook. Uh, but we're there on the 23rd, and we don't know exactly what time. Probably like 10 or 11 in the morning. We'll, we'll let we'll you know. We'll be
1: Facebook-living it, so it's kind of free form.
0: Yeah. Uh, and come out and and see uh, the koi in all their glory. Uh, And you can get more information about that at mpks.org, M-P as in Midwest Pond and Koi Society, mpks.org. And we will be out there. We're very excited about that. What else have we missed? Oh, yeah, Chicago Excellence in Gardening. I'm going to let you handle this one.
1: The Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards, now that it's warm and our gardens are all taking off, uh, vegetable gardens, flower gardens, container gardens, rain gardens, community gardens, and urban farms, among others. Um, If you live in the city of Chicago, this is your chance to strut your stuff and show off your garden and enter to hopefully win a wonderful prize in the second annual Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards, honoring the gardeners who work to make beautiful, vibrant, sustainable, and socially just communities in our city. And you can go to ChicagoGardeningAwards.org now through June 20th
0: and enter online. It's free. Okay. Have we covered most everything here? Yep. We, I think that's... Time to go of, get breakfast. That's uh, All right. We're out of here. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. Uh, okay. I got this email. No, I got a Facebook post. Actually, it was not an email. And if you go to MikeNovak.net to my blog, uh, you will see this post that a friend put up there. Hey, buddy. This is the post. It reads, hey, buddy. <laughs> Hey buddy! I'm I'm always, always scary when Hey, somebody somebody starts with "Hey buddy!" Uh, I'm I'm scared. So I figured I would ask the pro. So why is she coming to me? Uh, can I really use Preen in my garden of perennials? All right, that's a very open-ended, loaded question. I know it, and that was that's the whole point. I'm sure, she had um, no idea she was opening the floodgates. I don't know about anybody else, but for me, that's not a simple question. And uh I don't have a simple answer. So here's what I determined and I wrote about this on the blog. So you can get all of this on the blog. I probably won't even get to all of it. But let me give you the rough idea of where we start, okay? I don't I didn't have more information at the time. That's all I had, so I, I had to start from there. So let's start with definitions. Um, the, I, I realized the other day I was talking to a friend of mine about this question and she had never heard of the product preen P R E E N a- right. Trademark R after the preen. And, uh, I realized that there are a lot of people out there who don't know these products. I, it's, I'm always amazed when I, when I talk about things like weed and feed, uh, people haven't heard that. I talk about the four step program. A lot of people haven't heard that. You you guys don't watch enough golf on television. <laughs> That's the problem. But they're all over the place. Uh so some people don't know what preen is. Okay. So I went to this uh site, it was a home guides at uh, sfgate.com, which is San Francisco paper. Um, and they they, and they actually they usually have some really good information, I have found SF Gate has some great information. Uh and they wrote The Preen brand refers refers to a line of garden, yard, and turf weed control products for the home, except for Preen Vegetable Garden Organic Weed Preventer, which contains 100% corn gluten meal. The products contain herbicidal chemicals in varying combinations and strengths. Preen's weed and feed product also includes fertilizer. So there you go. Uh, And then they continued listing the active ingredients. The active ingredient in Preen Garden Weed Preventer, Weed Preventer Plus Plant Food, and Preen Mulch Plus Trifluralin uh, used to uh, control—I'm sorry, uh, I, I, I I left out an is. Okay, so it's Trifluralin, which is used to control broadleaf weeds. Uh, although rated as having low toxicity to humans, this herbicide is highly toxic to aquatic wildlife and should not be applied to he- uh, so heavily that runoff occurs. Both weed preventers contain 1.47% trifluralin, and Mulch Plus has, <laughs> you'll like this, 0.0032%. Preen Mulch Plus also contains isoxibin which kills broadleaf weeds. Weed Preventer Plus plant food provides 9% nitrogen, 12% phosphate, 9% potash, and 6.5% sulfur, along with 8% chlorine. Hmm. I want to know why there's 12% phosphate myself. but And why and, is the chlorine in and there? And why is the chlorine in there? Uh, but, uh, but we digress because the point is the other stuff, all right? So it's not as simple as saying, I want to use preen in my yard. And by the way, this is, I'm not doing this to beat up on preen. And I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be beaten up on preen at all. I'm just kind of, this, my job is to explain what's out there. So I'm explaining. And and Mm -hmm. one, one of the things I realize is sometimes we don't speak in straight English. We don't really say, here's what this will do and what it won't do for you. So. Or here's why we're using it. Uh, as they as mentioned in the SFGate article there, if you go to the Preen website, you're going to see all kinds of products. Uh, in the category of flowers, trees, and shrubs alone, you can choose from weed preventers, weed preventers with plant food, which is sometimes known mm-hmm. as weed and feed, and mulches with weed preventer. We'll get into the mulch thing later. So let's say that... Uh, uh, you're going with what some folks might call the classic preen, which is a weed preventer only. So if you click on that link, you've got all these options to get more information. You've got the application rates, uh, uh, frequently asked questions or FAQ. You've got the weeds controlled. And believe me, there's a list, Mm -hmm. a huge list of them. You've got available sizes. You've got reviews. You've also got the SDS which is the safety data sheet or data sheet, if you will, uh, which used to be the material safety data sheet, which has now become the, the safety data the old sheet. old MSDS. Don't ask me why that changed. Uh, simplification. You've got the eh, – well, standardization is what it was. It wasn't simplification. It was standardization. Um, so uh, – and then you've got the product label and you've got their guarantee and you've got something about recycling and those are just minimal. So you got all this stuff. And if you go to the frequently asked questions or FAQ. Um not counting the question of and I and I counted <laughs> these not counting the question about coupons and rebates. There are 61 FAQs. That, How many people are going to read 61 FAQs? Uh well let's start with the first one. What is the active ingredient in Preen Garden Weed Preventer? We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, and I think it's the most important press Uh, question if you don't know the active ingredient of a garden product you know pretty much nothing all right and that's what makes me crazy is when people they look at the label and it says kills weeds and that's all they care about Mm -hmm. and they don't even know what's in it so um this case it's 1.47 percent trifluralin which is also known as treflan um And uh, Wikipedia tells you that there are about 14 million pounds, 14 million pounds used in the United States. And that was in 2001. It is one of the most widely used herbicides. Uh, Trifluralin is generally applied to the soil to provide control of a variety of annual grass and broadleaf weed species that inhibits root development by interrupting mitosis so that's how it works. And now yeah. you know how that works. Why the weeds don't germinate is because this chemical is interrupting the mitosis, the cell division of these plants. Um, and, uh, and then thus, that's how it controls weeds as they germinate. Trifluralin has been banned in the European Union since March of 2008, primarily due to high toxicity to aquatic life. So, oops. Uh, Well, you know, it's not the first time that a pesticide that's used here in the United States has been banned in Europe. The precautionary principle and all. Uh, So the question gets to what this person was asking me. Is preen safe to use in the garden? Well, that's a relative question, folks. Obviously, it's okay in the U.S. (laughs) At least they say it is. Uh, In the European Union, not so much. So we're going to start with a couple of, we come back a couple of fact sheets about this. We're digging into this. I'm doing a a little dive. And then after that, we'll get a couple of other fun things going on. But I'll give you a little dive into uh, trifluralin, Trifluralin. which is the active ingredient in freeing when we come back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Did you have an award-winning garden last year? Yes. Did you actually receive an award? No. Then you didn't enter the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. We partied like it was 2017, which it sort of was. 46 great Chicago gardens in 26 wards were honored, and we're doing it again this year, right now. Go to chicagogardeningawards.org and fill out an application. It's free, and your plot of paradise might be recognized as one of the best in the city. We're looking at ornamental, vegetable, container, and specialized gardens, such as green roofs, walls, and rain gardens, community gardens, and new this year, urban farms. You have until June 20th to register. Did I mention it's free and created in part by the Mike Novak Show, Natural Awakenings Chicago, and some other pretty excellent organizations? Go to Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards on Facebook or ChicagoGardeningAwards.org and get your garden in the game. Is that too aggressive?
1: Did you know that today is take a native plant to lunch day? Well, every day is when you grow plants from natural communities' native plants. This year, you can get your hands on hard-to-find edibles like wild leeks and golden seal instead of stealing them from forest preserves, which is illegal, and a whole forest of permaculture shrubs and fruit trees like service berries, pawpaw, and persimmon, and nut trees like pecan, hazelnut, and walnut. They even carry wild strawberries and other native fruits. Natural Communities has the largest selection of native plants, shrubs, and trees in the Midwest. They even have native garden kits for beginners. And they're happy to provide you with education about sustainability to help you succeed. It was never so easy to make a positive difference in the world around you, even if you're a foodie. Don't just get back to nature, create it. In your own backyard, go to naturalcommunities.net naturalcommunities.net
0: You're listening to Weekends on WCGO Check out our Facebook live stream brought to you in part by our exclusive signage partner, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood Located at 3450 West Devon Avenue, visit them on the web at
3: fastsigns.com slash 80
0: is still a lady not some ordinary dame and when she
3: goes to work it's fertilizer that's her game
0: (laughs) but when we get romantic she whispers things organic I guess I'll have to pay all my dues to end this plaintive
2: wailing and lose those old me Lorganite blues
0: Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're having a little discussion here, actually a little uh, education here, Um, I hope. I hope somebody's learning something about uh, some products that you might try. Like uh, I had a question, somebody wanted to use Preen, and I'm explaining this. In the meantime, uh, meteorologist Rick DeMaio has ducked in. We're going to get to him in, in just a second here um and he's uh, where he we had a snafu we thought he was in the second hour he's here the first hour so that's the way those things go uh, it's live radio we'll we'll deal with it on time zone you're on the eastern time zone is yeah. that yeah, yeah there we go yeah because you you're still not you're still in the poconos right something like that yeah, yeah okay we'll get to you in a second okay so we started asking the question is 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 trifluralin or preen safe to use in your garden okay that's a relative question as we say Uh, Here's one of the things I found. I went to this uh, uh, site, the Trifluralin Pesticide Fact Sheet, prepared for the U.S. Department of Agriculture Forest Service by a company called Information Ventures, Inc., Mm -hmm. and they've got this uh, list of things about Trifluralin, and one of the things they write is Trifluralin is practically non-toxic to birds when fed the chemical on both an acute and subacute basis. It did not impair reproduction in birds at dietary exposures below 50 parts per million. Trifluralin is practically non-toxic to mammals. It is of low acute toxicity to honeybees. So far, so good. Here's the problem. Aquatic species. Trifluralin is highly toxic to cold and warm water fish and to aquatic invertebrate animals. It is very highly toxic to amphibians we'll get into that in a second it has not been tested for effects on estuarine and marine animals uh it may build up or bioaccumulate in fish exposed to trifluralin in water at low levels but in one test it was eliminated from edible fish tissues 7 days after exposure ended so uh it, it, you look at all these things and by the way here's here's the one that really got to me the lc 50 Also stands, which stands for lethal concentration that causes death resulting from a single or limited exposure in 50% of the treated animals. So that's what that is. LC50 for tadpoles is 0.1 parts per million. One tenth of one part per million can hurt a tadpole, perhaps kill it. Uh, and uh, uh, and Xtoxnet, uh, which is the Extension Toxicology Network, has good and bad news. The good news is it has a strong absorption to soil. And the usual practice of incorporating the product into the soil at the time of application may prevent exposure to fish because it binds to soil. However, runoff from fields should be avoided. Contamination of open waters during mixing and loading operations by rinsate from the cleaning of the application equipment or by accidental spills should be avoided. So, will preen harm you? No, it will not harm you. Will it harm your pets? Probably not. Birds? No. Fish? Yes. Insects and soil organisms? Yes. Some? Not all. Um, in some circles, this is considered a fairly benign pesticide. Which is why the signal word on the preen label reads caution. That's the lowest level of toxicity set by the EPA. So you've got these three levels one's caution, one's warning, and one's danger, okay, in the skull and crossbones. So that, in terms of toxicity, it's really not that bad. However, could be killing fish, could be killing tadpoles, all right? And if you think about the amphibians and where we're going on this planet, that's not a good thing.
1: And if everyone's using it and it's running off into the storm sewers and you're cleaning the applicators and with the hose and it's all going to add up?
0: So what weeds does uh, pre and garden weed prevent or kill? The question was... You know, I've got these weeds in my garden. Do I kill them? Well, it doesn't kill any weeds. It prevents weeds' seeds from germinating. So if you've already got weeds like dandelions and clover well, I don't consider clover a weed. Um, some people do. But if you've got dandelions and thistle and whatever mm-hmm. else, it's not going to kill them if they're already there. And all it does is prevent the seed from germinating. So if you've got those things already, you shouldn't be using preen. And there are organic methods of controlling weeds like mulch. You can mulch to keep the weed population down. Some people like landscape fabric. I'm not a fan of landscape fabric, but, or you can pull them. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that preen does, they've created a mulch with preen in it so that the, they've taken the organic technique and they've added a chemical to it, which to me is just kind of weird and kind of. You know, it sort of defeats the purpose of having a, a, an organic version of it. But there you go. And someone grabs some of the mulch and sticks it in their vegetable garden. And So my friend yeah. who, who wrote this, the, the, the upshot of this is I wrote back and said, can you tell me why you want to use this specifically? And she wrote back, new landscaping. It's crazy with dandelions and some pokey spiny weed. I have hosta and day lilies with some maple trees and a birch. I just added a ton of mulch and they are still coming wonder if preen will work and not kill my flowers. Well, it's not going to kill your flowers, but it's not going to kill the weeds either because they're already there. It might prevent new ones from germinating. Now you have to go a different route. So preen for you is not the answer. Uh, And is it safe? Well, we just gave you the lowdown on it. You got to make that decision. I'm not your mom. I can't make that decision for you. So you look at the science on it, and you can go to my website, and you can check all those those facts that I mm-hmm. just laid out. You can check all the sites. If you got more, write to me. Let me know. I'll add those. Is Preen safe? I'm not going to make that determination. I'm not going to say yes or no. Is it safe? Do I use it? No. I do not use it in my yard. I'd rather use mulch, and I'd rather pull the weeds myself.
4: So, Mike, it seems like the next step is education. Here's an idea. There's a lot of high schools um, in the Chicago area and along the Evanston area, North Shore, who have summer school in session. Why don't you contact each of the science teachers and have the kids do an experiment during the summertime on what Peg was talking about, having some of the diluted preen from a runoff standpoint go into an aquatic control area and see what happens and then have another situation. I tell where you, you th- what will happen. It will kill the fish. Well, but, but here's the thing. Now you're getting education at a much, much more basic level, which is high school. And now you can have probably something that can develop from a standpoint of a science project that was done maybe during their sophomore year or junior year. You could take it into the um, next semester as well Uh because you want to have some sort of a, I, I think, a much more basic level of education. When the kids do it, the parents hear about it. Parents talk among on the parents. Next thing you know, instead of trying to get people to go to a single site, now you have this web of information that goes out not only with the students,
0: with the parents, but also with the teachers as well. That's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that might be a way to go. Yeah. Even when I do garden talks and, and, and I do some on natural lawn care and and I and I tell the folks, I don't know why you're using this product, and I explain why. and 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 some of the – usually it's women. Okay? It's like 90 – 5% women that are at these things and they often say I'm going to go tell my husband. I said, "Yeah. In fact, if he's got a problem, I'll give you my phone number. He can call me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody wants the easy way sprayed it and it's dead, you know, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And 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 that's the thing. Which it's, never is a good thing. Not necessarily. No. Yeah. I you know, and 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 the idea is, yeah, there's a lot of chemicals out there that in your arsenal um if my question would be to most, I, I think really most people, 95% of people with backyard gardens don't need any of this stuff. That's mm, the way I right, feel about yeah. it. They just don't. Um, they don't
1: know what to do. So they go get the chemical they sell the ad and for. then
0: And then the most important thing is they don't. Read and follow label directions. Do you think he's going to go through all sixty-one of those FAQs and read them all no, first? first. No. no. Pull
1: the EPA red flags on trifluralin? No, no. that's not going to
0: happen. <laughs> the so ones that still exist. <laughs> so I'm hoping that somebody who's listening to the show today go, says, "Hmm, I never thought of that before. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more to this than I think." Okay. So anyway, that's uh, meteorologist Rick DeMaio. We're in a. We've got sub uh, tropical storms now that we name, huh? So. Yeah, <laughs> <Well, laughs>
4: I mean, it, it, it. it's I'm not a fan of the term subtropical because when people hear subtropical, they think, oh, it's not as bad as a tropical storm. So I think meteorologically, again, we continue to shoot ourselves in the foot by going, well, it's not really a pure tropical storm because it doesn't have a warm core, which is what most tropical convection, yeah. you know, basically forms a warm core. This is kind of like a cold core system Formed off an old area of low pressure that now developed over very, very warm waters. So it's developing an eye. It's now up to 45 miles per hour. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets close to hurricane strength by tomorrow afternoon. It's actually moving further north into an area where the water temperature is an amazing 83 degrees Fahrenheit. You you wrote to us the other day and said the water temperature is very warm. Three to four degrees above normal. For
1: May. For May. For late May,
4: this is now – normal is about 79 to 80. Mm -hmm. And people up here go, really? You can get that warm? never really cools off much in the Gulf of Mexico. It's kind of self-contained. If you take a trip east of Florida, about 500 miles, the water is actually five degrees cooler. So the oceans, the open oceans, always tend to be a little bit cooler. Um, but again, getting back to the word subtropical, it's <laughs> it's a dumb statement,
0: and and in the but world- everybody's running with it now. Now it's subtropical storm Alberto, and they're, well, they're all excited because they get to use something different now. Subtropical,
4: I, I well, it it's not it's been used before, but I guess they want to make sure that people realize this is not the beginning quote of the tropical storm season. Because it didn't form the normal way that, that tropical storms and hurricanes form.
0: But does it matter? I mean, it's a tropical storm. It doesn't matter how where it came. It, it didn't come out of Africa. It came up from the south.
4: And... Only only to meteorologists does it matter. But to normal public, no, it does not. No. Mm. So it's dumb that they, we do that. Um, it's named Alberto. We need to get another letter A or another name for the letter A. We've used Alberto, I don't know, it seems like every three or four years. <laughs> Um, but this is this is a major economic impact to the Gulf Coast. You have people most likely not going down to the beaches, uh, most likely not going to hotels for a one or two day, you know, weekend or not going to restaurants. So, again, this is what happens when you end up having water temperature three to four degrees above normal. A normal subtropical storm, which would be 20 to 25 miles per hour, is going to get close to Hurricane strength, And that's a big deal for for Memorial Day weekend.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it affects, because it's on the uh, uh, western side of Florida, it affects a lot of different states oh, there. brother, yeah. And yeah. it's going to come up. It might even affect us later on. Uh, it's affecting us now. All right, we'll talk about that. That's uh, meteorologist Rick DeMao. If you're listening, he's an hour early today. We won't talk about how that happened, but we'll be right back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki.
1: Do you love trees? Do you have a great story to tell about a special tree in your life? The Morton Arboretum and Open Lands have partnered to launch Tremendous Tree Stories, an online collection of stories highlighting people's connections to trees. Submit stories of the trees you cherish, remember from your childhood, or that hold a special meaning for you. Browse their collection and consider sharing your own tree story by visiting tree-stories.org. That's tree-stories.org. It's a new year, and Chicagoans are still looking for new and better ways to get healthier. This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach our area's growing wellness and sustainability market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 engaged monthly readers. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com.
0: This is Treekeeper number 417. Hydrated, loppers sharpened, and reporting that Openlands has Treekeeper summer and fall courses in 2018. Treekeepers are trained volunteers who advocate and care for nature's most majestic plants, trees around the Chicago area. Trust me, you'll be glad you took the course. The summer course is Tuesdays and Thursdays in Arlington Heights. The fall course is Sundays and Thursdays at Wells Park in Chicago. To learn more, visit openlands.org/treekeepers.
1: This is Peggy Malecki with Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Coming to you live on Sunday mornings from 9 to 11 on 1590 WCGO.
0: Even though this sounds retro and it is retro, this is not the retro bump of the week. This is just just another uh just another bump. welcome back to the Mike Novak show with Peggy moleki we've got meteorologist Rick DeMaio in the studio here talking uh subtropical storms uh talking about you said this uh this is all the, the, Alberto is already affecting us
4: yeah the outflow uh which is the diffluent part of the of the storm volume has actually pushed um sinking air into. The southern areas in the Midwest, and that has actually allowed high pressure to suppress uh, the year. You noticed yesterday there were very few um, clouds. We just had some cumulus clouds off of a weak lake breeze. We'll see that more today, but you guys have already been outside. If people have not, the dew point's about 10 degrees higher mm. today than it was yesterday. So you have a little bit of wow. southerly flow. Oh, the dew point yesterday was about 59. Right now it's 70. Wow! Yeah, and, the and that's te-
1: all across the Midwest, right? Yeah, now.
4: it's all across the Midwest. Um, so not only do we have temperatures probably five degrees warmer than yesterday, we hit our first ninety of the year yesterday. Today we're going to get up to about ninety-five, and this is going to be a bit of a shock. You're talking not only ninety-five degrees, but dew points in the upper sixties. We could actually have a heat index late this afternoon of ninety-seven or ninety-eight degrees. And this was after we had the heat on Tuesday night mm-hmm. with the wind off the lake at about ten to
0: fifteen. And miles three per hour. weeks ago we had a hard freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Record
4: low, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a turnaround. So what happens is on the northern edge of these tropical storms, you have sinking motion. And typically, whatever warm weather you have is enhanced probably by three or four degrees. Um, And if we would have had a little bit wetter weather to the south of us, it's actually been less rainfall. Across central we were looking areas of Illinois, Peggy
0: called it to my attention yeah. that that the central part of the state has been kind of in a drought.
4: Yeah, Ro- Romeoville. I wouldn't say drought, but it's been dry. Yeah. Uh, Romeoville, where the National Weather Service office is located, three point eight five inches of rain for the month. O'Hare seven point eight five. Waukegan, northern areas of Lake and McHenry County, close to eight and a half to nine. It's one of the reasons why the Desplaines River mm-hmm. went into minor flood yeah. stage not once, but twice. And I already got an email from the uh, president of Oakton Community College saying, should I be worried? Not for, this, not for this week, but for the summer, because the river has not gone down. Mm. We talked yeah. about this almost two or the three weeks ago. The north branch of the
1: Chicago River is still way above
4: its Way above too. Normal Peg. And, and Mike, I actually rode my bike through the uh, Canal Shores golf course yesterday, and they already have three holes closed off due to the fact that the water has not drained.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. And the mosquitoes... Yeah.
4: Um, I was out last night with Rebecca, we were having having, uh, dinner up at Plaza Del Lago, and my forearms got bit up six times by mosquitoes. The mosquitoes are just crazy, Mm -hmm. and they'll be even more so after today and tomorrow as well. So, again, instant summer, anything you have to do to protect yourself from the heat and and the mosquitoes, you got to do today.
0: But we have even more strange weather. You sent me something a couple of days ago about a cyclone on the Arabian Peninsula. Right. And it and it and it slammed into Oman, and I went. Uh, yeah, I had to go back to the yeah. map and say, "Wait a second how does the How does a cyclone even get to Oman
4: um, in the Arabian Sea? Yeah, in, in the Arabian Sea. So it formed in the um, normal areas, uh, but the fact that he was able to move that far north um, and impact Salalah Airport with four and a half inches of rain that's ten months. Of rain in two days, they averaged about five and a half inches. And not only that, they had 60 to 70 mile per hour winds. This was a Category Three tropical cyclone hitting the coast of the Saudi Arabia Peninsula. In the era of satellites, which goes back to 1957, 60 years, we have never seen a storm this strong this early. Now people say. Oh, this is early for them. It's actually not because in the month of May and into early June is when you tend to get a lot of your tropical cyclones develop in the Arabian Sea, and the Bay of Bengal, mm-hmm. mainly due to the fact that once you get into the middle of June, the Indian monsoon becomes so strong. You have so much inflow. There's too much low-level shear, so you don't get the tropical cyclones. So it's kind of odd. The Arabian Sea and the Bay of Bengal actually have two tropical cyclone seasons One in mid-May to about mid-June, and the second one is literally like September into November. Mm -hmm. But again, this was early, and it showed you that we have two different storm systems across the northern hemisphere, completely out of season. And not only strong, but also pretty far north as well. That's the key. It's not the number. It's out of season and how far north these things are going.
0: And I have to ask the question, and I hope you, <clears throat> you don't mind that I ask the question no, because it is important. It's on, on a lot of people's minds, which is, is this just your typical anomaly or no, is this no. related to – this is to... totally related to a warmer ocean without a doubt.
4: Yeah, a warmer ocean, a both, more. Both of these events. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And I had a, I had an email exchange with someone who's a professional climate denier, uh, Steve Gorham, who's been on Fox News and, and Pat Robertson. I'm sure you watch that show once a week, the 700 Club. Michael. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And he um, sets
1: his clock for that. Sets yeah. his <laughs> <laughs>
4: clock to the 700 Club at 7 o'clock. Um, so he and I got into this email exchange because he always sends me his stuff like, hope you can join me and debate the science. I go, I don't debate science, I talk about. The facts. I talk about what we can do. So we got into a pretty long email exchange. It went on for about an hour, an hour and a half. And he sends me all this stuff about acid rain. And he's so easy to beat because he shows me a national map And I'm like, acid rain isn't a national problem. It's a regional problem, you know. But what happens is he shows these national maps and people go, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. These tree-hugging liberals, they know nothing about the environment. And he said, no evidence that that we have more storms. I go, you're right again. But the storms are not so much more. They're more intense and they're further north and they're out of season. So he has these sticking points, which I, I call them old hat. You got, you got it. You got to improve your game a little bit on that. But um, <laughs> I, I, I always say I, I go, I go. You must take me for a snowflake. I don't teach my students how to change light bulbs and drive electric cars and and build wind turbines. We're beyond that. We're beyond that stuff. We're getting more into, you know, what is New York City doing? I was in Lower Manhattan last week, and the entire lower part of Manhattan, they're raising all of their power lines. Not one, not two, but three levels to the highest level Mm. because they know what happened the last time with Hurricane Sandy. They're still rebuilding the beach wall in Seabright, which is the area that was literally ground zero for Hurricane Sandy. The The past height of the beach wall was about eight feet. Now they're pushing up to 12 feet. And this guy is telling me that we're wasting our time and money and effort on rebuild. I, I, go, I said to them, I go, take a, take a walk through Lower Manhattan and visit the Jersey Shore and ask those people if they're wasting their time and money on planning for the climate. They'll look at you cross-eyed. And then, and then I told them, take a drive through Houston as well. So I, I don't understand what the denial part is. I, I, I really don't. It all comes down to economics. You go into these communities, they don't care if you have a D or an R in front of you. They're thinking about their future, mm-hmm. It's is all about the yeah. dollar sign.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't understand. You look at the numbers and you know, the sea level's rising. Right. uh, And and what's your point? Uh, It's (laughs) it's not caused it's it's caused by natural fluctuation. The sea level's still rising. We're still having earlier hurricanes. Right. Right. And and, and even sent me something that said,
4: do you realize that sea levels have risen 120 meters since the last ice age? I go, good for you. You really know your natural climate now enhance that. With what we call population increase and 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 sea level erosion and demand on the shoreline it 's not so
0: much the natural world it 's what we do with it all right well we 've got uh, w- let 's do a, a little forecast here, and we didn 't even get into the the idea you sent us the other day mm-hmm. and this is actually a good warning. you said that certain parts of lake Michigan. Are really cold, like oh, 39. Yeah. 39 yeah. The water's thirty nine degrees in, in the middle of the lake. Yeah, yeah. offshore it's
4: about fifty three. So this isn't so much a warning for people who are swimming. This is a warning for people who are jumping off their boat mm-hmm. and going for or a swim skiing. or a jet skiing. Be careful or when you like do that. that. Uh, yeah. But but give us a forecast here. Uh, ninety five today, ninety four tomorrow. A lake breeze tomorrow, but not today. Uh, and then cooler weather. And by the way, the long range forecast, six to ten days out, show us going back to normal temperatures. And eight to fourteen days out. Back to below normal temperatures So this is a little bit of a spike of heat wave But we're definitely going to have some much Much more cooler weather in
0: here as we head into the middle of June Alright, uh, thanks for coming in uh, Today Rick, it's good to see you And uh, happy Memorial Day to you Enjoy the week, I see you're ready to go out and Do something, are yeah. you on the
4: bike? Uh, I did two bike rides the last two days So today I'm taking my foot off the bike
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what i got to do too Okay, uh, it's the Mike Novak Show With Peggy Malecki, when we come back Mosquitoes, ants all that good stuff. Stick around for that.
2: Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be dead. Perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Worf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a
4: very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak.
2: Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry and Guinok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at AroundTheBlockPress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm, it appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick gardener taking all our self delusions, mishaps, and confusions and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No,
3: it is, however, highly accurate. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847 847
4: A new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611. Now please make enjoy
0: for second hour capitalist radio.
3: Here they are again. Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
0: All I need is good food to eat. Make me healthy wealthy wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good all I need is Welcome good back to, make me music for long to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy be. Malecki. And wait. we're at that time of year where we've got a few mosquitoes out there. Uh, as we mentioned uh, with Rick DeMaio in the room the other day and when we're talking yeah and you start scratching and we Some went bit,
1: from none to wham
0: exactly which is really weird um but that's that's life in uh in in the spring i guess it goes from uh zero to 60 and uh the guy we have in the studio right now has been on the show this is what your eighth time is that something right something like that something like that I follow you wherever, you wherever you go. I follow you. <laughs> Doesn't matter which radio well, you station. You were here I'm last at. last Memorial Day weekend, right? It was sure. almost exactly. Yes. It's like one day. It's three hundred and sixty four days ago. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, Rick Moskovitz, uh, who is the proprietor of uh, A Plus Pest and uh, A Plus Natural Enzymes, and you can find those. Uh, Sites on my website, Mike And he's he's gotten off his deathbed to come here and be on the show. It's true. <laughs> you know, it you have a story to tell. And we'll we'll do that because we're going to break in, in a second and then we'll we'll get back to uh, uh, the uh, what we do for safe and natural pest control, because folks have got the mosquitoes already and they're going, what do I do? Um, and a lot of folks don't want to use DEET and, and that sort of thing. But you had a very interesting New Year, didn't you?
2: Uh, I did. Day after Christmas, I was uh, actually I fell a couple of days before that in my house and up in the bedroom in the middle of the night. And the day, Christ, the day after Christmas, I told my wife, Marsha, I take me to the hospital. I don't, I'm not doing, I'm not doing well, and she took me to Skokie Hospital at five in the morning. Turns out they they put me right in intensive care for nine days with tubes down my throat for six days. Nice. And I had strep pneumonia. Ooh, bacterial pneumonia. And this was in my blood and in my brain and in my lungs. And uh, I was there for for eleven days. I went to Skokie. After Skokie, I went to Evanston Hospital Rehab for eleven days. And then I was at, you saw me in the nursing home at yeah. uh, all the North Shore, on Tui. and. Uh, I was there for eight weeks with antibiotics in my arm, twice a day,
0: and here I am. Because you're the miracle guy. <laughs> they, you told me that some of the doctors can't can't figure out why you're doing so well. They can't. They, you've, that people who get this, and for a while they thought you had a stroke, right?
2: They thought it was possible I had a stroke, and uh, because
0: you you were having trouble with speech and
2: m- motor, there was some problems, and uh, uh, but but they. The antibiotics killed it.
0: Wow, Definitely. that's just amazing. You're the the other person I know. Uh, Tell who you. Kathleen's sister is the other miracle person. So I know two miracle people who uh, have just gone from uh, awful to awful to, to, awful to really doing yes. quite well, uh, and and it's amazing that that can happen. And yep. so congratulations! I'm Thank gl- you. I'm glad you're feeling better yeah, and you've lost weight.
2: I lost over 20 pounds. Not, not a good way to do it. But <laughs> All right, uh, all right.
0: I, I did the same thing a couple of years ago, and I'm telling you, you're going to put some of it back on, dude. I've, it's just I've the eaten, way it well, works.
2: My wife won't let me eat any white flour or white sugar, so I'm doing oh, it Oh, well. well,
0: see, in that case, uh, yeah, you probably, maybe you won't. I, I went right back to it, so there you go. Uh, and uh, um, be, before we break, I also want folks to know that you're involved in a contest right. with Ron and Lisa.
2: RonLisa.com. It's Rod and Lisa LeBerry. You might have seen them on the mm-hmm. Doctor Oz show or on today's show. And uh they do natural homes. Uh, they they're, they're experts they have a in a healthy
1: natural. home dream team.
2: That's what because they're they calling call us. That's right. Right, yeah. give them a
1: Ding. Ding. There Ding.
2: Go. And so uh we have a contest of A plus natural enzymes products, which I unfortunately don't have any with me. But what? Get out of get,
1: here. Get get leave.
2: <laughs> Look online. But uh, uh so I we have a contest where we're giving away mm-hmm. product three different packages so three, of three they
0: they say three shopping yeah. sprees uh right. the winner the grand prize winner gets $200 worth of a plus natural enzymes right. and then there are two there's a second place and the third place and they each get $100 worth and they get a choice of what they want yeah. they, they can have whatever they want and that's With, running through June 5th right. you can enter online so if you want to enter on that and we should put that up on uh facebook mm-hmm. um but you can go to my website, net, and scroll down to the very bottom of the blog, and you've got the link to the Spring Outdoors Safety Sweepstakes, courtesy of Ron and Lisa. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll,
1: I'll post it. But yeah, ronandlisa.com, and you can follow it from there. And they the give you outdoors. like a whole
0: page devoted to your products. Right. I, how cool is that? There's also
2: a video on there. and Wow. There's a whole bunch so, of stuff.
1: How, how did you get connected with Ron and Lisa?
2: Uh, I called them. Actually, he was on the Dr. Raj show. They were on together back in the fall. And I was watching mm-hmm. TV in, my, in the back of my store, of my office, and uh, they were on. And I called him. He made a mistake. Something he said about natural pest pest control. What did he say? I, I don't remember, honestly. Okay. But I called him on it, and I said, you made a mistake. And he was really nice about it, and we hooked up together. We came for, became friends, and... Uh, have this contest, and they're going to be promoting us all year round.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, through June 5th, you can win these products and, again, go to uh, the Spring Outdoor Safety Sweepstakes, which is at ronandlisa.com, and you spell it out, R-O-N-A-N-D-L-I-S-A.com, and you'll find out what that's all about. All right, we're going to talk about your mosquitoes, your ants, your other good stuff after this on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. From Boat. Admit it, you've been itching to get a pond in your backyard complete with the living art that we call koi and goldfish. Join Mike and Peggy at the 26th annual Koi Show at the Max in McCook, Illinois on June 22nd through 24th. Learn from the pros from the Midwest Pond and Koi Society. The exhibits and seminars are free. Then join their 2018 Garden and Pond Tour for two weekends at the end of July, covering the entire Chicago area. Go to mpks.org.
1: Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day.
0: You're listening to Weekends on WCGO. Check out our Facebook live stream brought to you in part by our exclusive signage partner, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood. Located at 3450 West Devon Avenue. Visit them on the web at fastsigns.com 80. Catch Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall every Sunday
4: from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 1590 WCGO.
0: hey very good
2: I, I knew Henry Mancini too before
0: uh you knew the Henry Mancini reference okay good uh that was uh, the uh, Peabody theme there Peabody uh Peabody's <laughs> improbable history I've got my uh see I, and I'm not trying to make fun of you here but I figured with with Rick Moskowitz in the studio I can Get the cartoon uh, bumps (laughs) out. And (laughs) And it's
1: a holiday weekend. Often we
0: have such serious guests on Uh here uh, that I feel like, well, I can't. can't, If I played Peabody's Improbable History, they would be insulted. Uh, I am. uh, (laughs) Are you going to leave? No. Okay. Uh and by the way uh after he does leave which is around the bottom of the hour uh we're going to get back to our discussion about uh you remember, uh, for those of you watching and they're trying to figure out what the on the uh, website the photo of the robin the bird at the doorstep there's a story to that that you will get you will get it on the show I'm not going to leave people hanging okay so that there's that and I got a story from my buddy Ray uh, uh who did a really cool thing speaking of Robbins that mm-hmm. that will come up and maybe a few other things too. So stick around. But before then we've got Rick Moskovitz from a plus pest control ink and a plus enzymes. Uh, and again, those, uh, those, uh, those sites are on my website, Mike Okay. Mosquitoes, dude. Uh, this, you have one of the best products ever. Which is your cedar oil. Right. Um, I'm surprised more people don't sell it. Uh, there must be other people places in the country you can get it, but I know I can get it from you. I have some reps in different places in the country. But um, are you the only person who sells cedar oil? No. No, okay. Not. I didn't think so.
2: There is a formulator, which I mm-hmm. buy the raw ingredients from. Okay. And they sell it themselves. They sell it to other people, too. But we, we just formulated our own products from it.
0: Uh-huh. And the how does the cedar yeah, oil what's the work? Story on the cedar oil.
2: Cedar oil is a natural pheromone blocker. It's a repellent. It, it blocks the scent. So you might have a mosquito. Say you spray it on you mm-hmm. products, and you've used it. And sure. I
0: use it. I love. I love the. And cedar you know, it smells nice. It smells like a cedar chest. It, it is a uh, not not my chest, but like if, <laughs> the, a thing you. <laughs>
1: and you don't have you, moths flying you, around, right? You
0: exactly something you store your clothes right. in. All
2: right, and that, it's, it's used for that. There, there are two basic formulas we use. One is a formula that's made for, uh, it's made to spray. Generally, we mm-hmm. keep ants out of houses doing that. Three feet up, six feet out, and we spray. We can spray barns or places with so their stables with their horses. That would be
1: your team coming out and doing right. We can
2: do it, or they can buy the products from us. Mm-hmm. The other thing is uh, the formula, which has a little less, or a little less uh, cedar, but a little, uh, little less alcohol in it, which is natural, uh,
0: natural corn alcohol, mm-hmm. and that corn mash it, is that what you're saying? It's kind it's, of and that, and you make it in your garage? Is that it? That's it.
1: It's got a still out back.
0: Well, you got
2: in order for oil to mix
0: with yeah. the
1: water, you got to have the carrier. Yeah. You got
2: to have a solvent. And so this is, this is uh, ethyl lactate, it's called, and it mm. comes from corn. So if one formula has a little more of that, and the formula you spray on your body has, less of, uh, has more cedar and less of that. But it's very close.
0: And, and the idea is that insects, is it all insects or just insects in general or just certain insects are repelled by the scent right. of the cedar? Well,
2: I think cedar oil, is, it does not kill beneficial insects. Well, it's diseng- not that means, to kill ants. That, mean, that means, no, well, it will kill it ants won't. if it gets them to get enough on it.
0: All right. But but, but the idea is, is, is you, to repel you, them, or you repel them. You repel them. You put it around
2: the perimeter of your home. But, but it won't do anything to wasps or bees or uh-huh. ladybugs.
1: Pollinators. Things like that. Yeah. And,
2: and it keeps... Mis- they're, they're, they're sight-driven as opposed to scent-driven. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But, okay, if, if, if they're not scent-driven, how do they know about the cedar oil? They don't. I mean, that's what I'm, I mean. How does it repel them. If uh, it doesn't repel
2: those are the, Those are no, the, it repels the ants that are scent driven. Yeah, but but it won't, it won't repel or affect at all honeybees, for instance.
0: All right. What about some mosquitoes though?
2: Mosquitoes are 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 not considered beneficial. They are a all right. Scent- you so ta- okay, I, I was
0: talking. I I opened it up to a broader thing about right. insects. All right. That's right. All right. So some insects are scent driven and some are not. Most are scent driven. All right.
2: Which means the the, the, the the smell of that pheromone blocks them, and it, they, i've been i've been in a uh, i think it was Ravinia where there were a lot of mosquitoes, and it just hit my hand it didn 't bite me it didn't know I was there it
1: was confused
2: right, and it that's what it'll yeah. do
1: mm-hmm.
2: now it works similar to the enzyme products in a way if it kills it will destroy the waxy coating of the it covers the well, and that's a different a skeleton. thing. Okay,
0: and yeah. and we need to explain with that for so folks who have not or not familiar with your products. Okay, cedar the cedar, cedar oil is one thing. That's one kind of product, and and you have that for humans, but you also have it for pets. Right, pets, to horses, dogs, and cats. And mosquitoes. again, it's very gentle right. on your pets. Right, uh, it keeps away fleas and mosquitoes and right uh, ticks. Ticks. Uh so this is something you might want to consider for your pets. Right. Uh what it's what's the one for pets called? Samson's Samson's Choice. Right. Samson's
2: was the dog of my April who used to be my mom. Remember she was on the air with me one time? She moved to Denver. Her little dog right, was called yeah. Samson. Yeah. That's a little dog I fell in love with.
1: <laughs>
0: so I said, "Can I use the name?" Uh, and I paid her to use the name. The dog that got away. Yes, he did. Uh he's still alive. He's he's still around someplace and he's got his name on uh, a product that keeps uh, those insects away from your your pets, and it's very, very safe. Right. Uh, what about the enzyme products? Now, how are they different from the cedar oil?
2: It's a different. Well, it's a different... They're all called A-plus natural enzymes. That's the name of the line. Yeah. But enzymes are a yeast-based, organically grown... Uh, enzymes are grown from the organically grown yeast. Yeah. And it's the way they work. They don't repel, but they work... Every insect, you know, we have exoskeletons. We have we have endoskeletons. We have our bones inside. Mm-hmm. But insects, and spiders, and things like that, they have exoskeletons. Right. They have a coating that their shell. Kind of.
0: mm-hmm.
2: And on top of that coating, they have a wax coating. Okay, that's the exoskeleton is called chitin.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Or uh, you you said. It's 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 a, it's protective. Okay, coming. sure. Protects them. You're
0: looking at me. I don't have those answers. You're, okay, you're,
2: you're, the, you're, the, <laughs> you're the expert. Okay. Anyway, so what happens is, is that is that this dissolves that waxy coating, and therefore the exoskeleton ruptures, and they get basically they, they molt prematurely or they just collapse. They die. Okay, that's how it works. And... That's how, the cedar will do that too to some extent.
0: And the point of that is that when you put it around in your house or wherever, it's very non-toxic. It's certainly not going to affect human beings.
2: Right. Or pets. Or And, pet. and we, make, we make products for it. It works really well on things like bed bugs and other things like that. So we make products. We mixed it with the silica. And so we have a resi- really good residual product, which I thought i have some today, but I don't have any.
0: Now, bed bugs are also a huge issue across the country still are. and this is, mm-hmm. this is still are. This is there we every day we, we, we sort of got into epidemic mode in the last ten years, haven't we? What happened? What changed?
2: Well, I think what happened was is that we didn't have we used to spray everything. They used sprayed chemicals, jurors bands, and things like that, organophosphate stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then pyrethroids, different kinds of chemicals. Right.
0: Killed everything. A lot, everything. lot of a lot of which are used in the right. or used to be used in the garden. Right. It killed everything. It didn't, there's no respecter of insects or anything. And well, all that collateral damage is, and that's something else right. I always talk about mm-hmm. is, you know, exactly. you, you're not killing one specific There is no species specific pesticide, they do not exist. You're going to kill other insects if you spray for one particular insect. Right. And
2: so, so it's called related pests. So you can say that on a label, you can put down cockroaches, ants, you know, whatever. Well, what's
0: related to a cockroach?
2: Any insect has six legs.
0: But that, that's and all we, insects. All insects right, have six exactly. legs. Exactly. So no, no, anything. no. But there are certain kinds of chemicals that will attack certain groups of insects.
2: Well, there are pheromone
0: products. Uh-huh. Which is a sex hormone
2: which is a scent mm-hmm. too that, that that causes them to molt or do something biologically.
0: So you're saying we had uh we when we used to back in the day when we sprayed everything uh willy-nilly and folks uh didn't care if they were inhaling this sucking it up in their kids and their dogs and and their cats um uh we didn't have as many bed bugs and then people got smart and said you know what i really don't want to suck in all that stuff so uh the use of that dropped and it had to be replaced by something and that's where you come in
2: well see there there are no baits you know no baits like you've heard of like uh, uh combat things like that. They're in the store for cockroaches and ants, they have baits. Right. They eat it, take it back to the queen or they take it sure. back and they, they right. die. Right. But they don't have that for bed bugs. Bed bugs are a different type of uh, mechanism Well, well they're,
0: they're, their their home is there in your bed, right?
2: <laughs> they come in the middle of the night. They 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 stick you and they anesthetize you. They don't know you don't know they're there. And then they suck your blood. Mm-hmm. Now, There's one thing very fortunate about this. Yeah. Not that you get bit, but that bed bugs carry all the diseases. They can get it from the blood. Really, they carry it, but they can't give it to you.
1: So unlike a mosquito that would transport West Nile, it's not a right. vector.
2: It's not a vector, and and although they have it in their body, they can get it from somebody. Mm-hmm. They can't transport it. We we, we really would have a bubonic plague if yeah. that's the case.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's but. They're still a huge nuisance, right? And um, you use various things to control. Street steam is one, right? We we use steam, uh, heat. It works really well.
2: Uh, I know that there, some people have tried cold, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to work as well. Mm-hmm. But steam or heat or heat remediation, which is when you heat up the whole place to mm-hmm. two hundred and seven yeah. degrees, and it's or one hundred and twenty degrees something like that. Uh, you heat it up, and then and then everything dies in the room, including lipstick and uh, things that melt.
1: Things you want removed. Well, and I think a point you made it was either on your website or your blog that it having bed bugs has nothing to do with how clean your
2: no, home is. It doesn't.
1: It can come from pe- anywhere.
2: I've gotten calls from Glencoe. I've had a friend call from Glencoe and said, "Help!" My my husband took a laptop at the time. It was mm-hmm. it was in Europe and carried it back with him, and it. And he didn't get bit, but she did. Wow. And that happens with mosquitoes, any kind of biting insects or stinging insects. They One person will get bit or stung, and it's the other it's person true. doesn't. It's
0: true. People talk about that all the time, especially in terms of mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, hey, I, I didn't get bit at all. And everybody, everybody Meantime, else Meantime, I've got 20 yeah, bites. Right. Yeah. And,
2: and uh, bed bugs, you know, you had something because that's like a, a rash, is kind of a, a pattern on your leg, arm. It could be round or a line of bites.
1: Yeah, as opposed to a spider bite, now, which is, it, is typically
0: one. Right. And is that the bed bug going around to and just yeah. point after point and Or going more than in, one just, bed bug.
1: Just Yikes. sampling different Yikes. selections there. <laughs> I don't
0: want to know that. Okay. Uh, all right. So,
2: so we so make we make a product to spray uh, on, to prevent things, to repel them away, or to get them to, a residual, which mm-hmm. means it leaves something. So a bed bug goes over and it dies. <laughs> but
0: it will not hurt you. That's important. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into some practical matters before we let you go here. Um, the two most practical for us are mosquitoes and ants. Mm-hmm. Right? And ants, and we and we put some stuff on the website, and I'm sure Peggy's got more uh, about ants. Ants are the great innocent bystanders of the uh, right. insect world. They get blamed for everything um, in the gardens, and people are going, "Oh, I got an ant in my yard. How do I? How do I kill? Should I?" Pour boiling water into it. And I'm thinking, why 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 are you doing that in your yard? Why They're do-
2: beneficial there?
0: Uh yeah, they're do actually doing a lot of good. Uh, 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 one of the articles I put up said they move soil around, they mm-hmm. they may, they move right. they move nutrients around. Nature's they, rototiller, I believe it said. Exactly. Uh, you just don't want them in your house. And and you know people go, "Well, they they're killing my tree." Well, no, not usually. That's the, the the tree was compromised and they're just taking advantage of it and, that's, and the
2: tree already had rot in
0: it yeah. or something. It was, exactly. was already dying. Exactly. Uh but, but if what they it's on wh-
1: your counter, or your floor, or your bathroom? That's... What
0: about Okay, the the but but then they'll go, but I've got carpenter ants. That's yeah. different. Um, and then I- the, Is it? Yeah, well, if
2: carpenter ants could destroy wood, they they will go towards, they don't eat wood.
5: They, okay. they burrow they,
2: in they it. They burrow in it, and they have strong mouth parts yeah. called mandibles, and they okay. chew it. And you see holes. When we do inspections to see whether it's termites or or, uh, or carpenter ants, and it depends on the size of the hole, the way it mm-hmm. looks, termites are scraping Looks like it looks different. Speaking of which, do we this is not a termite area, but you can have them. We have subterranean termites here only. Uh, underground termites. We okay. do not have if you this see is, termites is, above ground, they're gonna die.
0: Okay. So this is in the and 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 how far south do you have to go to get the termites that are causing real problems to structures?
2: Um, probably a, Probably so, start. I'm ge- I'm only guessing here, but I think around Southern
0: Illinois. Yeah, so
2: you know, uh, up South in the, the northern state.
0: regions, the the Rust Belt, as they call it, probably not going to see those kinds of termites. But, but
2: there, there are termites.
0: But you'll see carpenter ants and and other things and ants. All right, let's say you've got ants and you're coming into your kitchen. What do you advise? What's the advice okay. you give? A-
2: ants are ants are beneficial, as you said. And o- if you're outdoors, in your outdoors, so, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much indoors. But they're not going to hurt you inside. Unless it's carpenter ants that might destroy something. But what you want to do is, first of all, we use cedar to keep them out. But once you keep them out, you're making it repellent both ways. Uh So they can't get out either. So I suggest going to the store and buying something like combat bait. Buy some bait, a gel, bait stations, and put them where you see the ants. Mm -hmm. And they will die. They'll take it back to the queen. If you spray even cedar inside, something Mm -hmm. repellent, will break the pheromone scent. Mm -hmm. You'll break the scent where the queen sends these worker ants
0: to forage for food and bring it back down to them, to her. Okay. Uh, We'll break here and and then we'll just wrap wrap up real quickly with Rick Moskovitz from A-Plus Pest Control, Inc. and A-Plus Natural Enzymes. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Uh, The other thing I want to finish on here is mosquitoes. We've talked about ants and I want to finish that we'll be right back stick around folks
5: what is sustainable seafood and why should we care in a green diva minute you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green sustainable seafood is seafood that is either caught or farmed in ways that consider the long term vitality of species the well-being of the oceans and the communities that depend on fishing for their economy In case you didn't know, our oceans are experiencing severe distress from environmental destruction and overfishing. The Marine Stewardship Council offers labels to make it easier to find fish that is sustainably sourced. So if you love your seafood without plastic microbeads and you want to make sure it is there for future generations, please consider Sustainable Seafood Options. I'm Green Diva Meg. Please visit thegreendivas.com to find useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and, of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green.
1: Did you know that today is take a native plant to lunch day? Well, every day is when you grow plants from natural communities' native plants. This year, you can get your hands on hard to find edibles like wild leeks and golden seal instead of stealing them from forest preserves, which is illegal. And a whole forest of permaculture shrubs and fruit trees like service berries, pawpaw, and persimmon. And nut trees like pecan, hazelnut, and walnut. They even carry wild strawberries and other native fruits. Natural Communities has the largest selection of native plants, shrubs, and trees in the Midwest. They even have native garden kits for beginners. And they're happy to provide you with education about sustainability to help you succeed. It was never so easy to make a positive difference in the world around you, even if you're a foodie. Don't just get back to nature, create it in your own backyard. Go to naturalcommunities.net, naturalcommunities.net.
4: What is this, anyhow? This is your talk. This is America, Jack. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago.
0: There we go. There's my mic. (laughs) All right, we'll try it again. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Moscovitz.
2: If you've got ants, if you've got mice, if you've got roaches, don't think twice. Call me... (laughs) We do it like we live there. Mm.
0: Thank you, Mike. Uh, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> it's getting a round of applause from the control that, room. That
0: will not make it onto uh, the Voice, but uh, that's Rick Moskowitz, who who also plays the guitar and and you and say the banjo and and uh, that all that's coming back. So that's uh, yeah. my, my my coordination has come back. So it's like, uh, Doctor, will I be able to play the violin? And Doc says yes. And you say, "Well, that's funny. I never could before." I play before yeah, right, you, But i But um, okay. The old jokes are the best. Uh, before we let you go, we were talking. Yes, and you've got your. Uh...
2: I got back. You know, I'm back. I was saying, you know, I'm back. When I got my my my, my shakers mm-hmm. and my big cockroach. He's got a big cockroach and here. It's the head lice comb that comes with the head lice kit that we make.
0: The head lice. Oh boy.
2: So that's what I carry in my pocket. I'm a little
0: nuts. Um. So we talked about ants in the house. You uh, uh, say the cedar oil doesn't work so much inside, but on the outside, that's where you want to put it.
2: Yeah, with, with cedar oil, you don't want to break the pheromones because then you cause more nests.
0: Right, you're but inside, so if you break the pheromone trail inside, then they, what? They just wander around and they establish. Yeah, or new, if you new have nests? some
2: swarmers, some yeah, reproductives in the spring, especially like right now, yeah. They will form new nests. You may have to put seven or eight nests inside your wall. So you can either do the wow. bait,
0: bait traps, as you say, uh, or put the cedar oil around the outside, outside of the house, and that will deter them from coming in. Now, mosquitoes, as I mentioned, is cedar oil. I love your cedar oil product. I use it all the time, right. uh, and I don't. I'm not putting on the DEET, and I and I feel really good about you that. Can
1: put right, right on clothing too. It's you not can. Like you oh, you yes. put it on
2: your skin and on your clothing. your yeah. skin you can't, your clothing. You're to do that with DEET.
0: You're not supposed to put it on what? On your skin, DEET. Well, what do you mean? Everybody does. You're not supposed to read the label. Well, I'm sure you know. <laughs> well, that's why we were talking about the labels earlier. But uh, I'm I'm saying, who reads the label? And that's and, and and then they have these DEET formulas for kids, and they and they dilute it mm-hmm. way yeah. down. Yeah. But that's still DEET, and you're still putting and it they on. They put your...
1: a nice, pretty color on the bottle and a cute and, label, and everyone and, thinks and it's safe. And you're safe. still
0: putting it on your kid. And and part of our problem is that we're so terrified of West Nile virus, which is such a minor problem. It really is. Yeah. Um, that we will we'll do all this other damage with fogging and putting chemicals on ourselves because we're terrified that. One of those West Nile, you know, and and what's the 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 percentage? It's a huge percentage of people who get bed don't even know mm-hmm. that they've gotten it, right. a, and then a huge percentage of the people who know they've got it have any serious repercussions. So it in the scheme of things, you know, twenty thousand people a year die of influenza in the United States. Yeah, um, maybe. 50 or 60 die of West Nile virus. Yeah. yeah. According
1: to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, in 2016, Illinois had 370 cases of West Nile.
0: That's cases. And how many, does it say how many deaths? No, just cases. Okay. So there you go. In, right. in my opinion. Now, people will say, you're nuts. we got to protect ourselves against everything. And I say, no, you can't. You can't protect yourself against everything. And, and sometimes the cure is worse than the disease. Mm-hmm.
2: This is we're long sleeves
0: That'll that that'll help too. If dress properly. Uh okay. And uh one more reminder that folks uh they can get involved, uh, get to your uh well, get to um the Ron and Lisa website, and you can do that by going to my website, MikeNovak.net, but you can also go to RonandLisa.com. Right. It's the spring outdoor safety sweepstakes you got until June fifth, and you might win two hundred bucks worth of A plus. Enzymes, A, A plus natural enzymes. Natural yeah. enzyme, A plus natural. They're all right? natural. All natural. All right. All right, you got one more chord you want to play before you get out of here? Be careful now. The last time we sort of blasted. All right, stand by, Sam. Here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to play? No, I don't want you to play anything, actually. Oh. <laughs> no. You... There you go. All right, that's it.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, that's all, folks. I say hi to Marsha out there who's been waiting so patiently and appreciate it. And great having you stop by, Rick. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rick. Always Thanks, a Peggy. pleasure seeing Thanks, you.
2: Thanks, Mike. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you, too. Welcome. This is the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We want to f- do a few more things, wrap up before uh, we get to the end of the show. And everything's out of order today. It's a little crazy because Rick DeMaio came in early. And so it's a
1: holiday weekend. It's so a holiday, there you go. So
0: that's what's going on. Uh, I want to get to a, a couple of the things. Uh, We got a couple of uh, we got some feedback uh, to some of the stuff we were talking about earlier, because we did a kind of a seminar on one product and one product alone. And that was Preen in your yard. And actually, I got uh, a response. And the ingredient, uh, the active ingredient, the magic ingredient in in, uh, and um, the person who wrote to me, (laughs) I think I hope she sings. It, tongue in cheek, and can I? I guess I can give a shout out, Corey. Hi, Corey. Uh, her, her, she wrote and said, "So is that a yes or no?" No, that's not how it works, Corey. No, the the answer is go to my blog, read the stuff, make a decision. Now, it's it's actually a no, given that you said you already had established weeds. Preen is not going to kill those. So you got to go find another product, or you got to dig them up. Mm-hmm. Me, if it's me, I'm digging them up. But there are other things out there, so you you got to start your research again. So that's what I would say: is go out there and find uh, a product that is going to kill existing plants. And you you know what? The, there's the usual suspects out there. Uh, so uh, that's what I would say. I'd say do your research,
1: go dig them up, and then see if anything new comes up, rather than just
0: uh, and the other question things. you didn't answer and that I needed to know is you said you put down mulch, but I don't know how thick the mulch was. I don't know. Or what kind of mulch? Uh, What kind? Yeah. Um, but mostly how thick. Yeah, well, because it was compost mulch. Yeah, things are going to come right through there. If it's wood chip mulch, it's a different story. And I need to know how how thick uh, that is. Uh, so there's there's all kinds of questions that need to be answered. You can write if you've got more questions, Corey, write to me. Um but my goal here today was to, to talk uh, just about the preen. Now, we got a, a, a message from uh, the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener. Um, and uh, I, I can't find it's, it. It's uh, Joey and Holly Baird. And
1: he had suggested that uh, you don't use grass clippings that you've applied herbicides to as well. You don't put that in your compost pile because the herbicides are not going to break down. They will still be there. When you go to use the compost and in that's your garden, a, and
0: that's really good advice as well as you, if you're you doing compost, uh, if you put don't put it in your compost pile. If you've put chemicals on your lawn, then you don't want that. And and besides, I'm a fan of mowing your lawn and leaving the clippings mm-hmm. on the lawn because it fertilizes your lawn. It adds nitrogen to your soil. So that's one of the things I would do. But that's uh, a really, really, really good point there, uh, Joey and uh and we and we appreciate that. Uh okay. Uh do we have time to do this? I think we do. I think we have just yeah. just enough time. Okay. Uh I was looking on uh Facebook the other day. All of this started on Facebook uh, cuz I got that question from Corey on Facebook and then uh, Ray Vector or Vector or v- uh however you Vector. Vector Victor you're Victor Vector. Um, uh, wrote this and he said he must share. And this was just a great story. He said, I work for a company that supplies pulverized topsoil to homeowners, landscapers, municipalities, and anybody else who's willing to pay. Our dirt fields are located anywhere. There is a pile of black dirt. Currently one is located in subdivision. I was making my way through the subdivision, passing all the newly constructed homes, newly planted trees in the parkway, and I noticed a flutter in one. It was a robin who had gotten tangled with a piece of string and one of the branches. I spotted its mate frantically darting back and forth. I didn't stop. I went to the pulverizer, and while sitting there, it started bothering me. The poor thing needed my help. I got my directions and my load. I started making my way back out, trying to remember which tree it was. I knew I'd spot it. It was still there, clinging to life. I pulled over and noticed in my mirror a Naperville inspector coming up behind me. I flagged her down and asked if she had a stepladder in her truck. I told her what was going on. I grabbed my gloves and walked over to the tree. Uh, by the grace of my higher power, I was able to reach it without a ladder. I handed the young lady my knife and told her to give it to me when I asked for it. I really think it knew I was trying to help it. I calmly wrapped my hand around it, beginning at its head. I put my other hand out, and the young woman put my knife in my hand. I slowly cut along the bottom of the branch and through the string, freeing up enough to pull the robin away from the branch. I cut the string a little closer to its now freed leg and brought it down from its predicament. I looked at its leg, and it was bleeding, but the leg seemed to be in one piece and straight. I placed it on the ground. It looked up at me as if to say, "Thank you," and flew away. I felt so rewarded, so lifted, the young lady seemed to be awestruck. She said, "Thank you," but just seemed to be in shock. I thanked her for her help, and we went on our ways. Now wow. that, that's a cool, yeah. That's a cool story, yeah. isn't it, Ray? Good, Thank you, Ray. Good job, dude. Uh, a lot of Ray people, gets a ding. Definitely. A lot of people wouldn't have done that. So it kind of takes us to the the photo that we have on the uh, blog of, which uh, also a robin. Mm-hmm.
1: Little fledgling and baby robin. And that's your robin.
0: doorstep, isn't it? Yeah. What's, what is that story? What the heck is that all about?
1: So somewhere there's a nest nearby. I'm not sure where because I didn't see it. It wasn't one of the years where the robins actually nested right outside the kitchen window on the ledge. Um, and I heard this baby robin, which is... Got a kind of robin call, except it's kind of squeaky and hoarse and it hasn't figured out how to call yet. Um, Hopping around the driveway. Baby robins don't have tails, per se, yet, so they kind of are missing that. Do you know
0: that as a fact?
1: If you look at photos. Uh, Okay. Or look at them hopping by, they don't have that long robin tail yet. I don't know why those feathers haven't grown. They probably don't fit in the nest well. I don't know, but... So they're missing their rudder for flight. So if you've ever watched a fledgling robin, they're kind of slam into things and go fluttering they're around. They're
0: really needy. I've noticed them in my yard. Is that they're, they're they they grow and they grow and then suddenly they're bigger than the parents and mm-hmm. they're still trying to get fed by the parents. Yeah,
1: going around chasing they're the like, parents
0: with their mouths open. They're like human babies, you know. It <laughs> just takes them forever to grow up. Yeah. So this little guy was hopping
1: around the driveway, and I grabbed my phone. And uh, it flew onto the front porch, and it was standing outside the door, looking like it was trying to get in, and had to take the photo.
0: Wow! So that's the photo. That is the story of the photo on our blog. Go to MikeNovak.net. M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K. All right, this is the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We got uh, the home stretch on our Memorial Day weekend show. We hope you stick around for that. We'll be right back.
1: It's a new year, and Chicagoans are still looking for new and better ways to get healthier. This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach our area's growing wellness and sustainability market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 engaged monthly readers. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com.
0: This is Treekeeper number 417. Hydrated, loppers sharpened, and reporting that Openlands has Treekeeper summer and fall courses in 2018. Treekeepers are trained volunteers who advocate and care for nature's most majestic plants, trees around the Chicago area. Trust me, you'll be glad you took the course. The summer course is Tuesdays and Thursdays in Arlington Heights. The fall course is Sundays and Thursdays at Wells Park in Chicago. To learn more, visit openlands.org/treekeepers. Afternoons have never been smarter. 1590 WCGO. Smart talk for the North Shore. Never tell you about how the temperature's rising.
2: It's called global warming, and it ain't going away.
4: No reason, baby. <laughs>
0: eco elvis uh i i I gotta tell you we gotta get eco elvis back on the show (laughs) i don't think he does anything anymore because i had him on the program uh back at progresso radio and uh that ended his career i think so that was it it's all it took um and um i went to his website recently and i don't think anything's been posted since like 2014 (laughs) so uh but maybe we'll get him back uh there we, we we could do that. I'll welcome back to the Mike Novak show with uh Peggy Molecki. You got some information about highways and monarchs. Well, you were looking at the monarch map. They're already up into Canada now. And and, and and you know, speaking of the temperature rising, uh we've got some heat coming into the Midwest. If you by the way, if you normally listen to Rick DeMaio at this time, he was on an hour earlier.
1: Surprise He came in early.
0: Uh and uh he says it's uh Warm the next couple of days, then kind of gets moderates. So count on it moderating a little bit, which is just fine some with of, me. Some
1: of it is subtropical storm Alberto causing all this warm weather. That's right up here, and probably pushing the monarchs north too. So monarch butterfly migration <laughs> is uh, a <laughs> yeah. full, full swing right now. As Mike said, you know, as you said, it's it's all the way up into Canada. Um, and you, by the way, you can go on Google or browser and type in monarch butterfly migration, and it will bring up some maps that you can track it on. Um, But I found an article, I was searching on monarchs, and it actually comes from May 24th, KPLR out of St. Louis. The headline, IDOT, Changing Mowing Patterns to Save Monarch Butterflies and Bees. And St. Louis uh, to the east is uh, where Illinois Department of Transportation, or IDOT, is uh, doing a lot of mowing. And they're mowing early this year to protect the monarchs, the butterflies, bees, and other pollinators. And there's a quote from the District Aid Operations Engineer for IDOT, a fellow named Joseph Monroe. He says, that's actually the goal, is to make sure that neither the monarch butterfly nor the rusty patch bumblebee become critically endangered where we risk losing them forever. Uh, St. Louis Metro East Area is a migratory hotspot for the monarch butterfly, so IDOT is... Purposely restricting mowing in certain areas so the butterflies will have more food and cover. They're leaving the milkweed up and the other plants up right now.
0: Good. I'm glad they're doing that. Awesome. And
1: they're planning to only mow certain times of the season to be more conducive to the flight of the monarch butterfly. And IDOT suggests that homeowners and people in rural areas also pay attention to this.
0: Good. Uh, we got a, uh, speaking of odds and ends here, we got got... Um a uh, post from our our buddy Dan French, uh, of uh, CGO also, who's been uh, planting some gardening, uh, some garlic. He's Who been planted. keeping us posted. He's been keeping us posted because he's very excited about doing all this gardening out there. And I'm gonna dance with the microphone and make Sonar mad here. Uh, and uh, he wrote and put photos of, uh, and I love the all the seeds he's got there from the trees <laughs> in the in the photo. Yeah, those are all going to germinate too, by the way. But he said, little
1: baby maples. He everywhere. says, um,
0: "Hi, Mike and Peggy. We planted the garlic before the last freeze. Are looking good? As the bottom leaves are beginning to yellow, does that mean that we're close to ready to harvest, or do we need to wait until the top leaves begin to yellow?" Um, and uh, I, I sent him a couple of cool things that I found. Uh, one of which is from our buddies. Again, speaking of Joey and Holly Baird at the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener, uh, they had a, a video about harvesting garlic. Um, and you know, they do it in this part of the country mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of June and in into July because one of the things I noted to uh, Dan French here is that you gotta wait for the garlic scapes to come up. Um, and as they do, you cut those off and and you direct the energy back into the cloves. And what and is a bulb. garlic scape? A garlic scape is a part of the garlic plant that comes up and it's a it's a stalk. And it curls around, and you've probably seen the curly thing with a pointed like spear on the end of it. And you can cook that and you can use that. It's a milder form mm-hmm. of garlic, and it's, I'm sure just you've,
1: cook- chop, yep, just chop
0: it up and throw it in. Yeah, you can, so you can do that. But, um, you can, you can, they could actually harvest right now, um, some of it if they wanted to. The point is, I didn't know how much they'd planted. And you know, if you've only got like three or four, yeah, maybe you just want to wait until you get the garlic scapes and then do it. But I found this guy, uh uh Boundary Garlic Farm. Um and uh I'm looking for the uh oh what's uh where's his name here and I can't find it. Um and he talks about uh the three harvests or crops. The first harvest is early spring when garlic plants are about a foot tall. You can either cut some greens or pull some complete plants as scallions. Mm. So you've got scallion garlic, basically, yeah. and use them in your cooking. Uh, then the second harvest are the scapes, as I mentioned, uh, around mid-June. The hardneck garlic varieties, and that's the hardneck we're talking about. Send up a round stalk or scape uh, when, the, uh, the, uh, uh, when the scapes curl. At that point, you snap them off, and it puts the energy of the plant back into the bulb formation. And then the main harvest, uh, when the underground bulbs are dug, cured, and stored for fall and winter use, this is the uh, most critical harvesting, requiring care because what you've got to do is you got to pull the whole. Don't don't cut the uh, leaves off of it. You got to pull the whole thing out. So you got to kind of dig it mm-hmm. out, and then you you hang it up and let
1: let it dry and let cure let it
0: dry and cure and bring some of the oils from the leaves into the garlic to make the the bulb even more fragrant um pungent yeah and, and there you go so uh this i i sent that off to Dan and i had the guys uh, oh i think i i know what i did i put it uh here uh,
1: and if you go to the Mike Novak show's facebook page you can see that whole whole thread there as well
0: yeah, Paul Pospisil. That's how I pronounce it. Paul Pop, not popsicle, <laughs> Pospisil or Pospisil or yeah, whatever. The garlic dude. The garlic dude, right? Okay, so there you go. Uh and you know what? I I need to. Well, the, the part of my problem is that my yard a doesn't have sun, so I got a garden in Plant my in your
1: dead neighbor's my yard. dead
0: neighbor's yard. And, uh, and and I haven't known for several years, since we didn't have our community garden anymore, what the next year was going to bring. I have wanted to grow asparagus forever, mm-hmm. but it's a perennial. Yeah. I don't have a spot for it. I wish I could grow asparagus, but I do not have a spot for it because I don't know how long I will be able to, to use my dead neighbor's yard uh, before we get kicked out of there. So, yeah, well. You've so. got
1: those garlic scapes I gave you a couple, or the garlic plants I gave you a couple weeks ago that have nice scapes that will form.
0: The gar. Oh, right, right, yeah. They're still sitting in a pot, staring at. <laughs> it. They're star- They're sitting in a. Oh, do you know how many plants I have sitting out in the back? And folks, if you're a, a gardener, this is what gardeners do. They 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 get all these plants. Their friends. Oh, and we didn't real quick get the, your bag, your bag of of weeds. <laughs> Your bag, a bag
1: of, of stars of Bethlehem, star of the scourge Be- of the backyard. Oh my goodness! And
0: so those are going nuts in your backyard this these year. These are right?
1: going nuts everywhere, and you can't really see this, but the star of Bethlehem is a white, um, six-petaled flower. It's a bulb. It's an allium, uh, and it has
0: basically it escaped. So it's, got, it's got the. Uh, give me the uh, one of these, and I'll. It
1: it basically it escaped, and you escaped see it from
0: from what it the escaped zoo?
1: in. In, no, it was... Uh, I'm trying to get the... It doesn't smell like anything. It doesn't Are have a sure garlic it's smell. An yeah, you sure alien? Yeah, it, but it doesn't have the garlic okay. smell, which is one of the things that, that uh, you tell it apart. But it grows everywhere. And if you break it off, the bulb stays there with dozens of bulblets at the bottom. And the little bulblets spread everywhere. And right now, I'm looking through the whole neighborhood, and it's just marching across lawns. And the only way you can really get rid of it is to <laughs>
0: dig it. Dun, 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 to dig dun, it four dun, to six dun, inches dun. down. Oh, well. So, yeah, you've got to d- dig it out. And 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 as you said, even herbicides really don't work that no. well in it. No. Good and luck with your star of Bethlehem. And, and
1: And digging it, you get the teeny bulblets. Thanks
0: to everybody on the show, Rick Moskowitz, Rick DeMaio. Happy holiday, everybody. Until next next time, go green ore. Go home.
4: Uh, Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like
5: it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.